You are listening to episode number 32 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. Do you consider yourself a very, very good, talented multitasker, like someone who can take multiple things of varying levels of complexity and attack all of them simultaneously and also do that in a way where everything that you're attacking is successful? Because I definitely thought that way for a long time, years actually. I thought that I could multitask and that I was this kind of unsung hero in the world of multitasking and no one else could do it as good as I could and taking on more and more and more and more and trying to diversify as much as possible into different things was something I was capable of doing until recently, until probably in the last year or so. I realized that not only can I not multitask, but that most people cannot multitask. We think we can multitask, but how successful are you at actually doing that? If you were to spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes on something and you could like really focus down on that thing and think about literally nothing else or worry about nothing else and your phone's not near you and you're not getting blown up with text messages and stuff, think about how much you actually get done when you're spending 15 or 20 minutes working on something 100% diligently without distraction. Now, think about what it would be like, and this may or may not be reality for you, think about what it would be like to try to do two things at the same time for one hour. So theoretically, you're focusing 30 minutes of time throughout that 60 minute span on each thing. So if you're trying to do two things, you're focusing 30 minutes on each one. Well, is that 30 minutes a continuous 30 minutes without interruption? Probably not, because the whole concept of multitasking is that you can do two things at the same time. So you can answer an email here about this thing while you're building a block diagram to explain this thing and you're writing a Word document on this thing while filling out a spreadsheet for this thing. Like you're going back and forth doing all these things. And think about just what, what it would be like to do that. And again, this may be something that you do on a regular basis. Well, how much are you actually being efficient while you're spending that time multitasking? Because I thought that I was an expert multitasker for the longest time until I started working alongside somebody who refused to multitask. Now, this person spent all of their time uh, in a way where they were only working on one task at a time, start to finish, or start up to a point where they had to stop because they were relying on somebody else. And for the longest time, I looked at this person and I thought, wow, this... You know this guy, he uh, he's not he's not really getting it done. I mean he's he's focusing on that one thing and only that one thing, and he's unwilling to take on more things. And then over time, I saw that not only was this person continuing to do that and 
had this unwavering attention to just one thing at a time, he was absolutely knocking it out of the park every time. So he had this whole thought process, this mentality of of diving really, really deep on one thing. And then he would succeed so well in that one thing that it it made his efforts worthwhile. In other words, he delivered exactly what the the end user was expecting, whoever that end user was. His deliverable product at the end was stellar every time, 100%, because he focused only on that one thing. And if he didn't deliver exactly what was desired at the end by the end user, then it was because of like a, a, a structure architectural error or miscommunication of requirements kind of thing in the beginning. But no one else was going to reveal as much detail and peel back as many layers as this person did because he focused so much on one thing. But not only that, he actually got more done in the long run by doing that way, by having this kind of serial uh, sequential order of things and how he attacked his to-do list, if you will. Now, I was the complete opposite for the long time. I would take on as much as possible and try to do a little bit of each thing every single day. And what I found was that just made everything essentially either like poor quality or everything would be pushed out in time and I wouldn't get things done when I originally wanted to or when they were originally uh, like the, the, the end user. I keep calling them end user, but whoever I was doing something for was, you know, they would get pushed out beyond the time frame that they were expecting it. So um, I've talked before on the podcast about something I like to do now. And it's called a, uh, it's a micro sprint technique, which is just a sprint of time focused heavily, 1000% focus on one specific small thing. And I'll do that for 13 minutes. That's my, my window of time. And um, you can go back and reference that episode if you want to hear more about that. But I work in 13 minute blocks a lot. And that's how I become extremely productive. Now, I bring this up for a couple of different reasons. One is that I don't think you need massive amounts of time to have massive impact on your tasks. And two, I want to talk a little bit about how I set up my goals in order to kind of insert them into my micro sprinting, like productivity model. I mean, that's a lot of words right there to describe how I spend 13 minutes working on something, but hear me out. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I talk on this podcast, uh, sometimes about tools and things that I use and resources. And I, I don't, uh, I don't get affiliate bonuses for some of these things. They're just things I believe in. And one of the things that I believe in as a very effective tool, because I've used it, uh, and I did pay for it, by the way, is a, a, a journal. It's called the Freedom Journal, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, but it's a it's really a productivity journal. It's an interactive journal. And it was written by John Lee Dumas. And um, one of the things he talks about in this journal is uh, what he calls a SMART goal. 
Now that's an acronym. And I don't, I don't know if he pioneered it or not. I've actually heard it other places too. I'm not, not sure who the first person was that came up with it, but, um, essentially it means, or the way, the way he breaks it down is, uh, the word smart stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Okay. Now I've also, again, I've heard that split up differently and I've heard different words used, uh, for different parts of the acronym, but essentially that's what, that, that's what it means. So like when you have a goal and it's out, out there ways, and it might be a big lofty goal, you know, you can break that down into micro steps. We've talked about that before. And we've also kind of talked about like how to define a, a major milestone versus a micro milestone and why it's even worth having different, um, different magnitudes of, of milestone importance when you're trying to get to your major goal. Um, but to take it just a step further, if you are able to take your goal, whatever it is, how now it doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is. If you're able to take that goal and really niche it down to this point where you have very specific uh, details on it and you have a way of measuring whether you're successful uh, or going to be successful with that, uh, with achieving that goal um, and whether that goal is actually attainable or whether it's kind of a unicorn, right? Um, And then the relevancy of that goal to your overall, you know, bigger goal or bigger project. uh, And then also, having some sort of time bound or time boundary applied to it. If you can really get specific with your goals to that level, then it makes everything a lot easier, especially, especially the measurability of that goal. So if you have a, a goal in mind and you have a way of measuring whether or not you are successful in achieving that goal or not, then that really allows you to kind of insert that goal into one, two, three, etc. blocks of time where you're going to be hyper-focused on achieving that goal. And you can grind towards it as fast as you want, as slow as you want, because you you have a, a kind of a, a target. You have a finish line that you can you can see. It's measurable. And that will allow you again, to have something to look forward to. So if you are just sitting there mindlessly grinding towards this goal and you don't have a way of measuring success or not, then it's, it's kind of gonna, it's not gonna end well, right? It's gonna be this big lofty thing. You have no way of knowing really if you're being successful at moving forward with it or not. But if you have a way of measuring it, it makes everything easier. So I highly recommend that you follow that SMART goal model. Again, that means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And back to the Freedom Journal, right? This Freedom Journal that I keep talking about. This journal, it's, it's actually focused on achieving your number one goal in 100 days. Now... I, again, I went through the book and I stole a lot of principles from it and applied them to my normal routine. So I did not follow the 100 day model that the book is set up to do. It's actually a really, really cool concept. And I fully intend on using it for that. 
um, but I have not yet. I know exactly what I'm going to use it for, and I will talk about that when I do it. But for now, I want to be totally honest and just say I didn't use the 100-day plan as it was originally intended. However, I got a ton of value out of it already just because all of the the way that the days are structured. Essentially, it's got a 100-day plan set up in here, and each day lets you kind of plan what you're intending to do and then reflecting back on what you did the day before and how you see whatever you're about to do today, um, how you see that um, relates to the end goal, you know, the 100-day end goal. And you can put your struggles in there, and it's really good at, well, I'd say one of the main benefits of it is keeping you accountable every single day. So as long as you set that SMART goal in the beginning and everything that you you plan to do fits that SMART goal um, model, then the book is really good at keeping you accountable so that every single day you are making your one one-hundredth of a step towards that goal. And then after 100 days, you have achieved that goal. And I believe that it absolutely works. I can't say that for certain because I haven't used it, but the way that it's set up, it almost ensures success, but it all starts with that smart goal mentality. So I wanted to talk about this journal because I think it's an awesome concept. And I think that anybody can take this and apply it to just about anything in their life and absolutely get uh, successful results with it. So, um, now about two years after this journal came out, the author came out with a second journal and it's another journal that I have purchased and I've been using and it's called the mastery journal. So the first one was the freedom journal, right? And it's all about achieving goals and setting and achieving that one particular goal in 100 days. Now the mastery journal, I believe was written because a lot of people have issues like dialing in their productivity and dialing in their ability to focus on one thing. So it's great to have accountability for a task that you're working on and all that. But what about people that have trouble focusing? And this kind of ties back to what I was saying in the very beginning of the podcast about multitasking. A lot of people have trouble focusing. A lot of people have what they think is the ability to multitask, but really what that is, is lack of ability of focusing on one thing and just staying on that path, you know, staying the course until they're successful with it. For whatever reason, people need to, if they feel the need to take on more things, divert their attention, try to multitask, they think that that is a better way of getting things done than to just grind out one particular thing until it's done. Now, whether that's you or not, uh, the way that the mastery journal is set up is it still follows a 100-day format, and what it tries to do is instill good habits every single day for 100 days. So every single day, you're making one one-hundredth of a step towards being significantly more product productive and significantly more focused or have the ability to be significantly more focused. And it does that through a lot of self-help exercises, instilling good habits, 
trying to set you up for success by having you kind of follow a, a new morning routine and defining what that morning routine is and how it's going to be ideal for you and make you the most productive person. And it does that for 100 days. And it's actually pretty great. I mean, just, just going through it, I've gotten a lot of value out of it. Now, I just got this thing. So even if I wanted to have run this already, I wouldn't have been able to because I literally just got it in the mail last week. Uh, but I've been looking at it and I've been taking a lot of notes on it and kind of studying the way that it's set up. And it's not it's not a 100-page load of BS. It's actually very, very well thought out. And I can see this having massive impact. Now, I'm a big, big, big proponent of self-help, self-development. I think that anybody who wants to do anything and wants to invest anything should think about investing in themselves first. And if you haven't taken the time to understand what you're capable of and develop the self-awareness of who you are, and getting really clear on what you're good at and what you're capable of and kind of just understanding yourself, then that would be the place to start. I mean, forget about building a business and forget about trying to turn your kid into an entrepreneur or do anything like that. I mean, throw all that stuff out the window and try to, and this is something I spent like all of 2016 doing is trying to really figure out just like who I am, what I'm capable of, where my strengths are, where my weaknesses are, how coachable I am, and putting people in place to exploit that and capitalize on it. And just focusing on self-development, making sure that I am going down the path that I want to be going down to become who I want to become and build up all the things that I think I'm capable of becoming. So again, I'm not an affiliate for either of these journals. And so as, as a result of that, I, I, I don't recommend that you go out and buy them necessarily. However, I do recommend that you invest in yourself. And if productivity and discipline and focus are things that you, pro, that you don't have a significant strength in, then I recommend looking into these. Uh, I would get both of them. One, to follow the mastery journal to develop those skills, to develop that discipline and that focus and that productivity. And then the freedom journal to put that into practice and to just absolutely like define and conquer a goal in 100 days, a smart goal that's relevant to something that you're working on. And, you know, these aren't thousand dollar courses. These books are like 15 bucks. And I think that you'll, you'll get so much value out of doing that and developing those skills that it'll propel you to new heights. So I highly recommend you check those out again. That's the freedom journal and the mastery journal by John Lee Dumas. I think they're both available on Amazon. Uh, so check those out and also just take a few minutes you know, after this podcast or whenever you have a minute and think about just how much time you spend multitasking and how much time you spend doubling down or tripling down on the one thing that you're trying to work on in order to propel that forward, right? And I can tell you from experience that being able to be 
thousand percent hyper focused on one thing and just just going at that full speed, you know, full bore, and then moving on to the next thing and doing it that way again with that amount of focus and that amount of determination, that will have more boxes checked off at the end of the day than trying to do 50 things at once and just kind of like 10% here, 5% there, 30% there. Uh, That will end up with a list of things that are almost but not quite done at the end of the day. Or one thing's done and 10 things got touched, but they're not really done yet. They'll get done Monday, that kind of thing. So I just just kind of reevaluate how exactly you you tackle a list of tasks and a list of things that you need to do in the in the near term and in the far term and just sort of think about you know how your your attention is currently and then how it's split when you actually go into work mode so that's going to wrap it up for this episode again Check out these two journals if you think your productivity, discipline, and focus need a little bit more help in order to get them to where they need to be. And also, if you have a goal in mind that you want to set yourself up to be accountable for on a daily basis in order to get there, uh, these two journals will absolutely help you out with that. Okay, so again, guys, that's it. Thank you for checking it out. If you did get value out of this episode at all, please rate and subscribe on iTunes and share this with somebody else who you think might also get value out of it. So take care. I'll catch you in the next episode.